0: Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's Evangelist Jonathan. Well, welcome to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Glad you're with me today. I'm Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth, soon to be Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth as well. Uh, How to hear the voice of God concerning your life. A.J., D.J., Ninja, Mario, Terry, Frank, good to have you, Uh, on the app, Nico, Janice, Lisa, I see you all, glad you're all here, as uh, we begin a study that answers a question I've probably received the most on the road, which uh, it's asked a bunch of different ways. How do I know whether it's my head speaking or whether it's God speaking to me, Um, how how can I get direction on my life from God? And so I want to, Leonard Hildebrandt, good morning from Canada. You're not related to Harry Hildebrandt, the pastor that stood against the government there, are you? You're welcome either way, but if you're related to him, I like you. I like you even more. So I want to answer it out of the Bible. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, and I'm not saying this to to oversell today's uh, message or this isn't like verbal clickbait. But if you'll stay with me through the whole broadcast, I believe today will change your life. Isaiah one nineteen. God said, if you'll only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. In the Living Bible, it's translated like this. If you'll only let me help you, I will make you rich. But I want to focus on the first part of that. God said, if you'd only let me help you. I want you to write that on your notes. That's that's how God feels about you in your life. He wants involved. He wishes you would turn to him. He has a desire to help you. And then notice what he said. If you're willing and obedient, if you'll only let me help you, you'll eat the good of the land. I'm going to tell you, as soon as that clicks in your spirit, that the Bible is not something that's made to strip the fun out of life. It's not a philosophy of how to live life. It is God's instruction for right living. And notice what he said. If you only let me help you, I'll make you rich. It leads you forward. God never, you can write this down, the Holy Ghost never leads backwards. You know, I've been pastoring for about 30 years and I just felt to, you know, retire. That's not God. God leads forward. We found out during COVID, God knows how to lead forward even when the world's in peril. God knows how to make you rich when the economy's shut down. God's instructions, 1 Timothy 4 8, godliness is profitable unto all things, holding value in the, now, in the life that now is and in the life to come. Godliness is the recipe for profitable living. If I leave my wife, that would be unprofitable. If I have a girlfriend on the side, and then when that comes out, it will be unprofitable. It will shipwreck this ministry. Living holy, obeying God's instruction, and listening to God's voice, Doesn't get the least out of you. It's a recipe to get the best out of you. We had a lot of youth camp speakers when I was a teenager that made it sound like they were doing God a favor from leaving their awesome life to come serve God. I was the head of a gang. I had a Division I scholarship to play football. And um, I felt God called me to preach. And so God is not looking to get the least out of you, God, as your maker, If you're the product, God's the manufacturer, and he knows how to get the best out of you. You know, did you ever have, like, your kid or your nephew or whoever show you something that your phone could do that you had no idea it could do? And then imagine if you talk to to somebody who was head of programming at Apple. They probably could show you secret things that you didn't know the phone could do. Because they're the manufacturer. God is your manufacturer. He knows what you're made to do. I was made to preach. You're made for something. My, my father, who's no motivational speaker by any means, but he used to say all the time when he was preaching, there's something God created you to do that you can do better than anyone else. or at least the way that you do it, is unique and valuable. And no one can do that like you. And the Holy Ghost, God's Spirit, the, the, the Holy Spirit, is looking to lead you into that area. That, that's where your provision is. I think one of the reasons why anti-prosperity people have a hard time with prosperity people is maybe they don't know what it's like to live in the will of God. Because I'm sure some of you, when you were attracted to our ministry, it sounded like I was pumping a different religion, talking about uh, life with God is easy. What what are you talking about? I, I heard life with God's hard. I think maybe it's people that are Christians but don't live in the will of God, and everything's hard. Listening to somebody who is listening, living in the will of God. Talking about life being easy. Talking about goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. And they just, they can't connect with that. Look, look with me at the life of Jonah in the Bible. Was Jonah a prophet? Yes. A highly anointed prophet. A prophet who carried the ability to turn an entire city-state that had no believers into a God-fearing place in 40 days or so. But when he was on a boat headed away from his assignment, he was so cursed that the heathen people on the boat said, we've realized there's a problem. And we've traced it to you. And we need to throw you overboard. So there really is no substitute for obedience and walking in the will of God. If you disobey God or you never take the time to get instruction from Him, where are you to live? What are you to do? You can pray, you can fast. You can soul win, but your life's going to be difficult. When the, when, when the land was in a famine, God had a specific place for Elijah to live. Go to 1 Kings 17. I right up to it. 1 Kings 17, 1. Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe and Gilead, told King Ahab, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, there will be no or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you. For I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him. That's that's not a bad way to have it as a goal for your life to be summed up. It'd be good at the end of my life if they said, Jonathan did what the Lord told him. Deborah did what the Lord told her. Shelly did what the Lord told her. That's that's a, a great mark to shoot for. And what happened when he did what the Lord told him? The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, and there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. So then what happened? He starved to death? No. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I've instructed a widow there to feed you. The voice of God and hearing God's voice enables you to live in plenty, While the world's in catastrophe, to live in safety in the midst of danger. You see that with Elijah there. You see that many other places. And that's why I think, without even any teaching, people know that there is something there to seek for supernaturally for guidance. And if, if they don't get it from God, then they go get it from somewhere else. When I preached in Europe, they would tell me how the, the Europeans are very intellectual, you know, and they're, they're not, that's the problem we face in the church is they're, they're, they're very intellectual people and they don't really care much about spiritual things. Then when I'd go back to the hotel at night, from 11 p.m. till 6 a.m. on several channels were just psychic, psychics that you could call the number and get guidance from the psychic. First of all, just so you know, the devil doesn't know what's going to happen five minutes from now. The only things the devil knows about the future are what he knows through Bible prophecy. He knows his time's short. He knows Christ will return from the Bible. But Satan is not God's evil counterpart. It's not like God's the good God and Satan's the evil God. Satan is a created being. He has finite knowledge. And so to go, to go other places for advice is sad. Because those, those people don't know anything. As you can tell by most of the buildings they operate out of. If you're a psychic, why would you buy real estate in the part of town where it was going to depreciate the most? Love you in Arkansas, Scott. See, see you in OKC. That's great. There is something inside of people that they know they're supposed to get guidance supernaturally. And I want you to know, you're not a bother to God. He's the one that said, if you'll let me help you, I'll make you rich. If you'd listen to me, I'll set you on high above all the nations of the world. And the heathen will see it and know that you're a people claimed by God, and they'll stand in awe of you. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Turn to Romans chapter 8. Glad you're here today. Romans 8. Two verses. We'll see how they're translated in the New Living. Verses 14 and 16. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. King James, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons and daughters, the, the, the sons and daughters of God. I want you to write this down as a key point. Hey, Michelle, New Brunswick, Canada. First two meetings I had in, the, in my ministry were, were there. Caton's Island, Caton Island. I want you to write this down. Hearing God's voice. Is my birth rate in redemption? Hearing God's voice is my birth rate in redemption. One time, I was preaching in Central Pennsylvania, and I told about how uh, an angel appeared to me when I was eight and gave me my instructions to go into the ministry. And I said. Now obviously everybody can't have that happen. And I felt God correct me. God is no respecter of persons. Everyone can be led by by can have God instruct them personally. And so the next night to correct what I what I said, I uh I corrected what I said, and I preached on being led by the Spirit. This is not something reserved for prophets, or pastors, or high-profile supernatural ministries. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God. Every son and daughter of God, which you become when you're born again, Your spirit is regenerated, and you have the capacity to hear God's voice saying, this is the way walk ye therein. Actually, what scripture is that? I can quote it, but I don't know where it is. Isaiah 30:21. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you a voice will say, "This is the way you should go, whether to the right or the left." In the King James, Isaiah 30:21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, "This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. It'd probably be a good confession to write down and to say out loud wherever you're watching. Because there's probably people watching that, well, I've I've never had that happen. Well, start, start by speaking positively. So write down and say, I can hear the voice of God. I can hear the voice of God. Not I have trouble hearing the voice of God. I can hear the voice of God. Back to Acts. Or uh, Romans, sorry. Romans eight fourteen. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. 16. For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And His Spirit joins with our spirit. When you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit makes his home in your spirit. Pretty powerful to think about. Where is your spirit? Probably should cover that. Your spirit's not in your head. Your spirit's not in your feet. Your spirit's not in your hands. Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 37, Out of your innermost being rivers are In that day, rivers of living water will flow out from within, from your belly. But this spake he of the Spirit, which had not yet been given, but would be given, again, to all who believe. Not the twelve apostles. To all who believe. Write down, the Holy Spirit makes his home in my spirit. So, colloquial slang in the United States is, I have a gut feeling. Your spirit's here. You feel here. It doesn't originate from here. It originates from here. Of course, your brain has to process it. But actually, (laughs) I'm getting a little more physiological than than I plan to on the teaching. But because it comes from your belly, I find... A lot of times you'll speak something out of your mouth before your mind has, you, you actually can bypass your mind. The Holy Spirit makes his home in my spirit. Such a powerful thought. The third person of the Trinity has made his home in my spirit. And the Holy Spirit's not quiet. He speaks. I don't have it in my notes, and I'm going to say it now in case I forget it. A key to hearing the Lord speak to you. It's not that God's not speaking. It's that most people have the volume of the world turned up so loud that they're unable to hear God's voice speak. Always keep noise on in the house. Always have a TV going, even if nobody's watching it, just so there's noise. Always have music playing when you're driving. The Holy Spirit's not going to yell over top of Cardi B. You have to learn to create an atmosphere in your life to hear the Lord speak. I've never had the Lord speak to you. When's the last time you took a 40-minute drive to go somewhere by yourself, played no music or or radio, and just prayed in in tongues the whole time? I have this uh, to cover in my notes, but in case I don't get to it, there is an atmosphere where God speaks. Bishop David Oyedepo tells a testimony that the Lord spoke to him. Seek out a quiet place. I want to talk to you. Turn to Acts chapter 13. Actually, I'm going to do Acts 27, and then I'm going to go back to Acts 13. This is when Paul is taking his ship ride to Rome to stand trial before Caesar. Acts 27, verse 8. We struggled along the coast with great difficulty and finally arrived at Fair Havens near the town of Lycia. We had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall. And Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. Men, he said, I perceive there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul, which is the mistake most people make. They have no value... For 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 the voice of God, whether it's God speaking to them or the Lord having spoken to someone about their life. They listen to experts instead. I feel called into the ministry. I ain't gonna make any money. Maybe you should just go to college first, because your grandma said she would pay for the college and she'd be devastated if you if you went to Bible school. And then so they wrecked their whole life. What an insult for the Lord to speak to you. And then you consult with Regular jabronis, which is what human beings are. They don't know anything. They know, and they certainly don't know anything about your life. God knows about God's your father. So they don't listen, but God's more merciful than me. Verse 21, no one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, Don't be afraid. Write that down. Don't be afraid. That's what the angel said to Paul. That's what Elijah, by the Spirit, said to the widow of Zarephath. One way you can know when it's God speaking to you is God's word never instills fear. I had somebody give me a word one time that we would be out of money in a year and a half. That's not God. God doesn't drop by to deliver bad news. You hear a lot of angels and people in the Bible that are used of God tell people, fear not. You've never heard one come and say, hey, I know you're afraid, but if you knew everything we know in heaven, you'd be a lot more afraid than you are right now. God's word brings peace. God's voice brings encouragement. Anytime somebody tells you, Something that would make you afraid. It's not God. Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. Write this down. Who I sail with matters. Lot was pretty much a moron in the Bible, but he at least tagged along with Abraham and was blessed. Who you choose to caravan yourself with in life matters a lot. Matters a whole lot. Atmosphere matters. Who you walk with matters. Where you go matters. Who you go there with matters. Those guys would have all died except that they had Paul on the ship with them. So until you get everything figured out, tag up with people who, who, who have it figured out. That has been my trade secret in life. So take courage, for I believe God, it will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. I read that to show you two different ways God spoke there. When Paul first spoke, he said, We shouldn't sail, for I perceive in the King James. Inward witness. I perceive. He didn't say the Lord spoke to me, he didn't say an angel appeared to me. That was the second time. We shouldn't sail. For I perceive. You can perceive by your spirit. It's it's an entry-level way that God will speak to you. An an old Southern preacher said, You know and you're knower. Paul was no ship captain. Paul had no shipping experience. But he said, You're making a mistake if you sail. I can tell on the inside of me it's not going to go well if we do. Learn to listen to what old Pentecostal people called the inward witness. Growing up, my mother hundreds of times, I don't want you going there. Why not? I have a check in my spirit about it. You don't hear that terminology much doesn't feel right. When I think of sending you there, I, I, I get tight on the inside, so you're not going. So there'll be places or things the Holy Spirit, like here, tells you to avoid, and then there'll be places and things that the Holy Spirit speaks to you to go to and to do. I'm going to Hobbs, New Mexico in in two weeks. Don't put the graphic up. I'm I'm making a point. I'm going to Hobbs, New Mexico in two weeks. I was driving in my vehicle and I thought, man, when I was there last December, that meeting probably could have gone a month, but it was the week before Christmas. So to extend the meeting into Christmas Day would have been crazy. And I was scheduled to go back in December and I thought, man. I was just thinking this, driving in the car by myself, quiet, coming from my spirit. It, pro- it would be better if we did the meeting like in July. I wonder if he'd be open to doing that. And then Magalis texted me that Pastor Dean at Choose Life Church in Hobbs, New Mexico just called. He wanted to know if you'd be interested in doing a week in July. Well, that's the Lord. That wasn't just my own thoughts coming to me, and then there's the confirmation. That is Christian meditation. We don't get in a room and play weird music and close our eyes and try to go to no thoughts. You pray in the Spirit. You listen to what the the Holy Spirit is speaking to you as He's speaking through you. And God will give you the heads up. Now, if I was more developed in my spiritual intuition, I would have realized, I'm not thinking maybe we should, I would have realized the reason that's stirring up in me is the meeting's already been changed. That was like in March. I wasn't thinking about July. I wasn't thinking about going to New Mexico in December, eight months down the line, nine months down the line. But then it just started stirring up in me. My, my, my cousin Teddy told me He was sitting in the room with his, his dad And his dad said Has the pastor you're going to preach for On Sunday canceled the meeting yet? It was Friday He was leaving the next day To go preach at a church on Sunday Has the pastor you're preaching for Called you to cancel the meeting yet? He said, no, we just spoke last week I leave tomorrow My Uncle Ted, as if he never said anything Said, I always find When a pastor cancels a meeting It's for either this reason This reason, or this reason. The pastor called Teddy the next morning and said, I'm sorry to do this to you on such short notice, but I have to cancel the meeting and mentioned all three things that my Uncle Ted mentioned. You don't get that hanging around morons. Who you hit yourself to matters. I can't drink this coffee. Let me have a... uh Uh, Highball. Nothing wrong with coffee. I just can't do it on an empty stomach today. Acts 13. So obviously there's levels. Before I read Acts 13, write down there's levels of hearing God speak. I would say the lowest level would be the inward witness. I perceive we shouldn't sail. And then hearing God's voice Or having an angel uh, appear to you Having an open vision I'm going to give you a book When you give today Vanilla I'm going to give you a book When you give today That will open you up to this realm of hearing God's voice In fact I'm going to give you two books It's just coming to me right now So if you guys can find the pictures I Believe in Visions by Kenneth Hagan. And I think there's one By Lauren Cunningham L-O-R-E-N Cunningham How to Hear the Voice of God If I remember correctly I read it when I was uh, 22 I don't think I've read it since, but it, it made a profound impact on my life. I'm going to send those two, those two books to everyone who sews today as a way saying thank you, because that will bless you. Lauren Cunningham the founder of, of um, Youth with a Mission. And Kenneth Hagin is Kenneth Hagin. Acts 13, verse 1. Glad you're with me today. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Maniah, the childhood companion of King Herod, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. One day, Acts 13:2, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. And you're going to see that all through the book of Acts. Guidance from the Holy Ghost. Specific guidance from the Holy Spirit. I brought that up. Because I want you to write this down as a, as a point. Where God speaks. Some people have never heard the voice of God because they've never been where God speaks. You're probably not going to get caught into an open vision at Applebee's restaurant. Paul Paul and Barnabas were in a meeting of people who were called into the ministry and what were they doing? They were actively worshiping God and fasting. Fasting opens you up to the spirit realm. That's why we do it in this ministry. That's why we're going to do it more in this ministry. Your flesh, the Bible says, in, in, Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The earthen vessel blocks the treasure. Fasting brings the flesh that blocks the operation of the spirit to its lowest point. And then prayer... Worship. That's why it's not just fasting. It's fasting and prayer. And they were fasting and worshiping. So that's obviously scriptural too. Builds your spirit to its highest point. And that's where you get what's called breakthrough. where God speaks. My father went to a Bible college called Zion Bible Institute. a revival visited that school and my dad was laying on the ground praying along with everybody else they suspended classes for two weeks similar to Acts 13 people weren't really eating people praised the, were, were, were praying and worshiping and all of a sudden my dad with his face on the ground praying heard somebody yelling Give me a million souls, Lord. Give me a million souls for you. And my dad said, I thought, who's this idiot that has that much pride that he's yelling out for a million souls? you got to remember, this is the 70s. No Reinhardt Bonnke. And when he listened to see who was saying it, it was him saying it, coming right out of his spirit. See, That's the difference between the mind and the spirit. My dad was the one speaking, wondering in his mind, who's speaking? Who's this idiot yelling out, give me a million souls? It was him. A million souls, Lord. Give me a million souls for you. And that's my dad's stated goal. They're at 700, he's at what, 700 and some thousand right now. First time decisions for Christ. Not recommitments. And he got his marching orders at 19 or 20. In that atmosphere. One of the easiest ways to hear the voice of God is to get in an atmosphere, uh, I'll say it like this, to get in an Acts 13 atmosphere. They were fasting and worshiping the Lord. Not just church, because many churches aren't spiritual. It seems like churches have picked one one of two modes. Many, not, not all, obviously. They're either very boring with no Holy Ghost or they're very exciting with no Holy Ghost. They're just hype services. How many of you are happy to be here today on Sunday, amen? How about a round of applause for our media team, amen? How many of you are excited about the children's camp that's coming up, huh? So it's exciting and lively and there's lights and there's fast music. And st- but it's not spiritual. It's a good show. It's exciting. I'm sure it can be put into words, but I can't put it into words. The difference of when God is in a place. You can feel the Holy Ghost. He enters into the room. It's different. So if you don't know how to create that atmosphere in your home, go to meetings where they do that. You catch me twice a year minimum at the River Church in Tampa. Let me tell you a story. After I drank this water. A young lady that got saved in in, in our ministry was living in Florida, and she wrote me on Instagram, I've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What should I do? How do I receive it? I said, go to the River Church in Tampa this Sunday. She goes, first time she's ever went Pastor Eric Ganyan is doing announcements and he says, I'm supposed to do announcements but I feel to give an altar call for anyone who came here today that's hungry to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. People came up, she came up, and was filled with the Holy Spirit before offering time. Atmosphere. Drea said, Watching Dr. Morocco at the river last night, I felt it through the stream. That's right. That's a a spiritual church. Kings of Cathedral in Maui, spiritual. Where God speaks, get where God speaks. Where was Samuel? As a boy, not an adult, as a boy. Samuel, what do you want, Eli? I never called you. I'm I'm asleep. Go back to bed. Samuel, Eli, I'm here. I never called you. If the voice speaks again, say, here I am, Lord. Your servant is listening. Samuel had an encounter with God that set him apart to be a national prophet. Where was he sleeping? The temple. We used to have all-night prayer meetings. Some churches still do, but growing up as a kid in Pentecostal church, bring a pillow, pray till you fall asleep. Atmosphere. Many people have never heard the voice of God because they don't, they're never in an atmosphere where God moves. I went to go hear my wife preach in Rowlett, Texas, and she's anointed. She's, she's preaching under the anointing. Thank you, Roxy. And uh, I don't think I heard another thing she said after about a third of the way through her message. As she was releasing the anointing through through her, her vessel, the Lord began to speak to me. And I wrote things down. I'll do that at minister's conference when Pastor Rodney's Speaking, they're spiritual meetings. Jessica wrote, bring a pillow, pray until you fall asleep. I want a church like that. Well, you didn't have to do that. You could come and pray as long as you wanted or when you wanted, but since my dad was running the meeting and I couldn't drive, I was there for the totality of it, and that's what I did. Thank you, Nicola. Nicola. Do you have the pictures of those two books? Let me see them. Everyone who, who sows today. I'll say I'll a say hundred or more. Because I, I want to challenge you. Kenneth Hagan, I believe in visions. The fascinating personal story of a man whose life... And ministry were dramatically influenced by, by visions of Jesus. You know, I never read that book by Kenneth Hagin. That was the last one from him I ever read because I thought, I'm not going to read it. I believe in visions too, so I don't, I don't need like convinced. But they're actually the times the Lord spoke to him, seven or eight in, in his entire 70-year ministry. So I'm going to send you that book and then uh, the second one. There it is. Lauren Cunningham. Is that really you, God? Hearing the voice of God. I'm going to send you those two books. And they'll, they'll put a uh, stamp on what I'm teaching you right now. Atmosphere is important. Now let's deal, deal with this. And I'll wrap up. I'm not going to keep you here all day. The question along these lines, the specific question I get the most. How do I know if it's me thinking it or if it's the Lord or the Holy Spirit speaking to me? You know, I thought, but then is it is it me thinking that or is it God thinking that? You need to learn. You know, I was going to give you just like a standard answer. God's voice will always line up with his word, etc. But your thoughts could line up with, with the word too. You need, let's just cover this. Write it down in the comments. There are three parts to me. Spirit, Soul and body. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. The soul is the mind, the intellect, the emotions, and the will. The sooner you can learn to differentiate those three things, the better you're gonna do in life. If I hit my thumb with a hammer, I don't wonder now, is my mind in pain? Is my mind telling me I'm in pain, or did I actually crush the bone in my body? I know that's my body. I know what comes from my mind. And I know what comes from my spirit. I know my mind may have good thoughts, but they're not anointed thoughts. I don't feel you know, necessarily the presence of God on it. Things that originate from my spirit, I know. Just like I can tell the difference between my mind and my body, I can tell the difference between my spirit and my mind. One time, like seven years ago, I thought, I don't think I can keep traveling I'm tired that was my body I hadn't been to sleep in two days that was my body chemistry affecting how my mind thinks so I didn't quit evangelism I can recognize what source things are coming from when you fast you really get a hold of that because you've made a spiritual decision to not eat and then thought, uh, maybe I I can start tomorrow, you know, and then I'll just, I did make it till 2 p.m., and that's kind of like a a half-day fast. You start realizing there's different parts of you with different influences. How do I know the difference between my spirit and my mind? You just do. That's the answer. In March I felt to sow one hundred thousand dollars. We're building a building. It's gonna cost over a million minimum. Million and a half. Would my mind make a plan to give away $100,000? No. My mind would want to keep every single thing we have. So, when all of a sudden I'd feel to give $100,000, that's not normal. That's not my body. My body would want to spend 100000 on me. I know it's my spirit. You want to know why I never predicted that Trump would be reelected president? Cuz I never felt it in my spirit. I ne- either way, I never had any leading. So other people, I'm not going to prophesy other people's prophecies. I know when the Lord speaks to my spirit and I know when he's not speaking to my spirit. Oh, that's great, Janet. Janice, sorry. Janice and Janice. Janice and Janet both received their Kingdom Bibles. How can I tell the difference between my spirit and my body? My spirit and my mind? Is that me speaking or. Is that my thoughts, or is that God telling me? You need to learn to separate those three parts of you. Fasting will help you do that. And then I'm going to close with this. Three practical ways to hear the voice of God. Number one, how, how three ways God speaks to you primarily. Number one, the voice of his word. Jesus identified himself as the word. If you go on my Instagram, at J.D. Shuttlesworth, prop that up if you would, the, the follow me on Instagram thing. I have a video on my uh, IGTV where I go in depth about the Lord speaking to you from his word. Be worth listening to. There's two different ancient words. You can bring them back to me. There's two different ancient words for the word in the Bible. There's logos, which is the written word, and then there's rhema, which is when the Spirit breathes life on the Word. So what I'm talking about now is not just reading, love your neighbor. I'm telling you, as you spend time, quality time and spiritual time, in the right atmosphere with the Bible. Wow, floofy. God bless you. Sometimes something will jump off the page. And God will use his word to give you personal instruction. I'm going to give you an example. Thanks for hanging with me over time. I hope you've enjoyed today. This part's very important. Three practical ways God will speak to you. Isaiah, is it 42.12 or 44.14? I think it's 42.12. How am I having trouble finding Isaiah? It's an enormous book. There you are. let me look this up or it's going to bother me. 42.12 I had it right. Why does it not read the same? Ah, I just missed it somehow. Isaiah 42.12 let them give glory unto the Lord and declare his praise in the islands. Why did I read that? T.L. Osborne, when he went out to be a missionary, read that verse. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the islands. And when he read it, the Lord spoke to him, Go to Jamaica. Let them praise you in the islands. Go to Jamaica. Now, Isaiah 42, 12 is not properly interpreted out of the Hebrew, let the Jamaican, let the island of Jamaica praise the Lord. Logos is what you read. Rhema is when it jumps off the page and becomes specific to you. I told you my cousin shared with me, we had all gone to the same Bible college in our family, and he read the verse, don't go down to Egypt like your fathers went, but instead go to the land that I'll show you. And spoke to him to not go to Bible college with me, where our family all went, Zion Bible Institute, but instead go to a different school. That's not what that verse means. But God will lead you and speak to you out of his word. The man who built the largest church in the world at the time, David Young E. Cho, described it like this. The Logos... Is rice. Rhema is cooked rice. You can't eat rice uncooked. So the word is rice. And the Holy Spirit, I'm still quoting him, cooks the rice so that you can digest it. The Spirit and the Word agree. They worked in tandem. Victoria said, God told me to move to Pittsburgh. I'm trying to figure out how to do that now. And that's exactly what you use your mind for. You don't get led by your mind. The Lord tells you to do something, then you use your brain to figure out how to do the thing God told you to do. So very good. Number one, God will speak to you by his word. This is not a textbook. You're not studying what people in ancient history, how they served their God. This is God's word written to you. And the Bible says God uses it to straighten us out and correct us. That it pierces even to the dividing of soul and spirit. So for people that think that, oh, God, this is a book, word or study how it's written to other people. No, the Bible tells you in the book of Hebrews, there is an element of God's word that will pierce you and divide even the soul and spirit and lay bare the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It's a supernatural book with a supernatural author named the Holy Spirit. And he'll speak to you out of his book about things that pertain to you. How can I practically hear the voice of the Lord? Number one, God will speak to you through his word. Number two, God will speak to you by, his, by the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And then the Holy Spirit will speak to you through, uh, through other people who are his vessels. I was walking out of this studio to go to lunch with my Uncle Ted. My Uncle Ted pointed at the second building that's across the alley. He said, you're out of space in this office. That building is your next move. I let him know that it's not for sale. Someone just bought it. And he said without blinking, when you find out that the sale of the building fell through, that's your sign from God that it belongs to you. Six days later, the owner of the building called us, told us those people hadn't made any payments, and now it's ours. Since I started listening to Jonathan, I've lost 20 pounds, dropped my blood sugar level from type 2 diabetes to low pre-diabetic. I walk three miles a day and can power through work with no issues. Wow. Thanks for making my day. That, That makes me happy. If I was a normal Christian, when my uncle Ted said that to me, I go, "Well, that's Ted, you know. He thinks he hears from God." But you have to learn to receive people. The Bible says, "Know no man after the flesh." When somebody's speaking with the voice of God, I was—I had a word from the Lord when I was probably about twenty-seven, for an associate pastor at a church. He took us out to lunch, me, Dallas and him. And he had a question about his life. And the Lord spoke to me what the answer was, and I told him the answer. And when I got done with about the first few lines, he went, Mmm, food for thought, amen. And I never told him anymore. It wasn't food for thought. Food for thought. I was telling him what I knew the Lord had just spoken to me. So if people don't, don't value it, they can, they can kiss off. Go find people that do value it. God will speak through people. Agabus the prophet in the book of Acts told the church that there was famine ahead. A lot of times the Lord will speak to you about money things. Devin said, this is exactly what I needed to hear today. That makes me happy. Number one, he'll speak to you by his word. Number two, he'll speak to you by the Holy Ghost, either in your spirit or through other people. How do you know if the Holy Spirit's speaking through someone? A, they're not nuts. B, they have a track record that shows they hear from God. They don't have a dysfunctional life. Number one, he speaks through his word. Number two, he speaks by the Holy Ghost to your spirit or through other people. These are not all the ways God speaks, but I'm giving you three practical ways. Number three, He'll speak to you by a mentor, spiritual father. Very important. If you're a Christian, let alone a minister, you need to be hooked up to somebody. Timothy was hooked up to Paul. He had two letters written to him. And if you read First Timothy and Second Timothy, look at the spiritual insight and guidance. Number three, he'll speak to you by a spiritual father or by a mentor. And you can it doesn't have to be one spiritual father. You've had many teachers, but not many fathers. A pastor contacted me and he has two girls in his church that are in their early 20s. Who two other guys that are Christians started talking to them. And I know them. And he texted me. So this guy and this guy have started talking to this girl and this girl in my church. Are they, are they good guys? What's that? That's more than a pastor. That's a spirit, that's a guy who cares. A spiritual father. They care. Pastor Rodney cares about my ministry and my life probably more than I do. I've got people that are close to me as far as like on paper. Family. They don't know where I'm preaching or where I am. They don't they don't know a thing about what I'm doing. They'll call me at 7.30 while I'm, while I'm in meetings. Like, what do you, you know, what do you think I'm doing at 7.30 p.m.? Call me at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Where do you think I possibly might be at 11 o'clock on Sunday? And Pastor Rodney knows everywhere I'm preaching. Call me with insight about where I'm going. That's a spiritual father. And God will use them to speak to you by the Spirit. And you need to receive it that way. I'm sure when Timothy got the letter from Paul, he would say, Well, food for thought, amen. And put the letter on his shelf. I was going to give up on the ministry, then God spoke to me through Jonathan and got me back on the right path. I didn't know that. That's great to read. You guys are super encouraging. However much you feel like I've encouraged you, you've done more for me. I promise you that. And those are the three practical ways to hear God's voice. When my Uncle Ted told me that next door building belonged to me, I didn't need to pray and fast about it. All right. That makes sense. Especially seeing as when I bought this building, I came here at 1.30 in the morning driving back from preaching and walked around this building to consecrate the land to the Lord by myself. And when I went to make the loop around the corner, the Lord said, walk around the second building too. So I had already done that. And then confirmation. How wonderful it is to be led by the Spirit of God. Last year during the pandemic, deal with people's spirits in the daytime, deal with their minds at night. Check the news is born, ministry explodes. My Uncle Ted calls me in in, uh, September. If you can find a way to get Check the News on network television during the election, the Lord will double your ministry. I did, and it did. There's another way to live. You don't have to guess. People live their life like reaching for clothes in a dark closet and seeing what, what, what comes out. You can allow the Lord to illuminate your life and speak. I take you back to the first verse we started with, Isaiah 119. If you'd only let me help you, if you'd only listen to me, you would eat the good of the land. If you were, are willing and obedient, if you'll listen to my voice, you will eat the good of the land. I'll make you in the, in the living Bible. I will make you rich. He made me rich. He made my father rich. From nothing. By listening to the voice of God. That's not available for me. That's not available for my dad. That's available to anybody that's interested. I want you to lift your hands, close both eyes, and I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for the redemption of the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. that quickened our spirits when we became born again. That as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God. Thank you for the ability to hear your voice. Thank you that you're not an idol made of wood or stone. Or in a tomb somewhere in the Middle East, and we come see your tomb every year. I thank you that you're alive And you care about us and you speak to us. Increase every one of our capacities today to hear your voice. And may we be quick to act on what you say, knowing that you bring us forward, never backward. That if we listen to you, we'll eat the good of the land. In Jesus' name. I want everybody with your hands lifted to say this out loud. Thank you, Father, that I can hear your voice. Thank you that I can hear your voice. With your hands lifted, say this out loud. Thank you, Father, that I'll never take a wayward step. You know, my my father does this to a much greater degree than I do, and I should. He prays about what car to buy. Like I'm talking like if he's going to get a black Chevy Tahoe. He'll go to the lot and ask the Lord which one of them he should get. And he's got, never has any view. I think he's driven three or four million miles, has to be by now, and never broken down. I think he used to tell the Lord, I don't want to buy one that was built on a Monday when people are hung over or hung over from the weekend, and I don't want to buy one that was built on a Friday when people aren't paying attention because they're thinking about the weekend. Not only will the Holy Spirit never lead you backward, the Holy Spirit always knows what to do. He always has a plan. There's always a way out. And write this down. It'll be the last thing I have you write. There's always a way out, and there's always a way forward. The Holy Spirit's never Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. I said the economy's going to collapse. The Holy Spirit's not stupid. He's omniscient, all-knowing, omnipotent, all-powerful. There's always a way out. There's always a way forward. Hearing the voice of God begins with redemption. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, at our ministry, we're waiting to pray for you right now. I want you to call the number on the bottom of the screen. I want you to speak to a human being and pray with them. If you've drifted away from God and you need to come back today, call that number 412-440-1412. I will glory. And then secondly and finally. Put those two books on the screen. I Believe in Visions by Kenneth Hagan. Is that really you, God? Hearing the Voice of God. That is a powerful book. Both of those are powerful books. If you enjoyed my broadcast today, those books will add what I've missed and change your life. I'm going to send those to everybody who gives $100 or more to the work of the Lord as a way of saying thank you for standing with us as we build a great Holy Ghost church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I want to challenge you to sow a seed today and target it, target the harvest for the second half of this year. We take big steps in January to mark uh, the year to be blessed. There's a verse that says, revive our work in the midst of the year. We're right in the midst of the year right now. And it'd be a good time to, you know, I hear a lot of people like, come the end of the year, man, I'm looking forward to the fast, I really need it. Yeah, instead of just trying to run off the beginning of the year for the rest of the year, that's what I just did. I geared up. I went away for 17 days, rested up, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to run. For everybody that gives 1,000, a seed of 1,000 or more, and I want to challenge you to do that. We have 300 of these left to give out. The Revival Today Kingdom Builders Bible. New King James, leather. And it has our, that, that crest on the front. Revival Today Kingdom Builder. And I want to show you what's in the back. Back to me. How many pages of pictures? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six pages of glossy color photos. Some of them have never been seen before. Me. Early in our ministry when I was just starting out. Some great meetings. Where's this one? That's when we, Adolas and I got off the bus at the Kiryandago Refugee Settlement. Adolas did a women's conference there for refugee women. That's all the uh, kids gathered around me because they'd never seen a white person before. One kid just stared at me for about 10 seconds and then reached up and touched my skin. So uh, if you do a $1,000 seat or more, which I'm, I want to challenge you. I'm believing there's 300 people that will hear the Lord to stand with us as we build that building. I'll send you this to say thank you, along with those two other books. If you have a business, you're an entrepreneur, you've done well in the area of money and you want to sow a seed for your business, you're believing for a home, you want to do something big, if you do 5,000 or more, I'm going to send you this one terabyte flash drive that has all my sermons that I've ever been recorded preaching on from the first 20 years and the Bible and the books. Here's the ways to give. Hashtag donate on Facebook. Text RT to 50155. Cash app, dollar sign, RT Give. Venmo, at RT Give. PayPal, RevivalToday.com slash PayPal. If you want to give crypto, you can do that on RevivalToday.com. All the ways to give are listed on RevivalToday.com. You click Give now, or you can scan the QR code there for crypto. Or if you have a new kind of crypto that we don't have listed there, we can take it, but you have to to call us, 412, the number's there at the bottom in microscopic print that nobody can read. And then if you want to mail, PO Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania, 15329. You can speak to a human, 412-446-2332, however you give. Please claim your offer at revivaltoday.com. Click Claim My Offer. That ensures we have your name and mailing address to send the books and the flash drive to. God bless you, Kofi. Kofi, are you, are you here or is you gone? I know you're preaching in Ghana soon. Oh, you're here. Maybe we'll go out to dinner tomorrow night if you don't have plans. Um, Come see me in Oklahoma City. Winner's Church. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Looking forward to it. Come see me in New Mexico. Those are going to be powerful. This is a God-ordained week of meetings. You don't live near Hobbs, New Mexico, but you need to get there. I'm telling you, you need to be there that week. It's going, to be, it's going to be a game changer. Oh, you're outside. Come inside. I want you to feel welcome where I am, Kofi. Thank you for your giving. See you uh, tonight on Check the News and the rest of the week here in Oklahoma City on the weekend. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to revivaltoday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.